Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Law Roach. Hi, I'm Ty Hunter. And we just finished our interview with Hollywood. Hello, <laughs> you gotta make sure you check it out. This it one, this one, this, this one. one. <laughs> you gotta no, watch it. It was great. I, I'm, I'm definitely happy that I was able to do this for, you know, for the culture. Yeah. For real. Can't wait for you guys to see it. What up, everybody? This is Jay Celine, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. That's your boy, Giovanni. Hola. And Melissa Ford is still out. We're sending our prayers to her. Love you. Um, but in the meantime, we have two fashion icons in the building, the people that make all the people you like look the best. That's right. Uh, my friend Ty Hunter and Law Roach. What's hey. up? Welcome. Hey, Thank guys. You. Thank you for having us. This is a lot of fashion power in the room. And both of you are so, first of all, personally, you guys are amazing people. But mm. professionally, your work is amazing. It has been Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Thank you Super. so much. Okay, so Law is just sitting over there like, you just have a professional read-a-bitch read a face. <laughs> Don't ready. try. Hey, it's already. Okay. You know. So, <laughs> I'm from Chicago, baby, so, you know, we always ready. Okay, so there's no weapons, right? Because, I mean, we've had a pistol pulled on us in this room, and we just don't yeah. like no type of problem. We want no, no smoke. No, right? God is my weapon, so. That was deep. <laughs> Okay, so I was surprised. So you guys know each other, but have you guys? Are you you guys are connected, or you just know of each other's working? We just know each other. Yeah, we just know each other for just being out and you know. Mm -hmm. I always, you know, I'm so proud of him. He's doing amazing things, and I'm always commending him and yeah. sending him, you know, messages and stuff because he's doing so great, and I'm really proud of him. Yeah, you were one of the first people early on to kind of like reach out and be like, "Oh, I love what you're doing. I'm proud of you." And I really meant a lot, so thank you. Oh, oh that see, was so what I'm talking about. I need friends like that. You do. Yeah, okay. I, I just believe in that. You know, it's room for everyone. And, you know, it's not a competition thing. And that's the thing I want people to know. It's okay to say great work to your mm -hmm. peers. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I'm respected in the game, because I never looked at anyone as competition. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at what I'm doing to better myself. And so I always commend other people when I see great work, especially people of color. Because this business is really hard and, you know, Law is doing amazing things and he's setting an example for stylists and people of color to really push and go outside of the boundaries. And it's okay to work with other races, other brands, other, you know, genres of music mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, I, I commend him for that. And it's awesome. Well, I can't afford neither one of y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. hey, we, we do payments. I appreciate that. We already know their daily rate on all Groupon, so Jeez. I ain't fucking with it. Speaking of Groupon, you, you've you dressed or you work with Tiffany Haddish, mm -hmm. and you're yeah. famously, have worked with Beyonce. Have y'all ever texted each other like, who bit the, who bit the girl? No. <laughs> no? That ain't my business. I stay out of things that ain't got nothing to do with me. As long as nobody's biting on me, I'm good. Law looking at me like I was right there. I wasn't right there, but I know. I, yeah, I wasn't right there, but you know. I, uh, some confidentiality agreements. But right. when both of you are styling such, I mean, such phenomenal women or people, you do you just work with women? Because I know you, do you work with men too? I work with men as well. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of people. I just don't tell a lot of people who I work with. A lot of times my clients, I let them say they style themselves. As long as my money is in my account, I'm good. Unless we see it. you at the bottom of the, unless we see you at the bottom of the stairs at the Met or something. Oh uh, yeah, I iconic. mean things like that, of course. But yeah, I, I work with a lot of clients. But I just, I don't know. I'm working on my brand and building other things in my empire. So styling, of course, is my DNA. Is who I am. But I've got other projects that I'm working on. So my energy has been going towards those things. Or even like you on the cover of that magazine with, um, do you want to say the names? Because I mean, yeah, you know. why not? <laughs> Hollywood Reporter? Yes. Yeah, I was the first um, black stylist to be um, featured on the cover of that magazine in the 11 or 12 year history of 
that issue. Yes, wow. that was a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And you were on there with Celine Dion and Zendaya, Zendaya which was wow. a beautiful cover. Thank you. So yeah. why do you think in, fa- in fashion, because I'm, I'm starting to say, I mean, the only person I really knew who was iconic was um, was Leon Talley. What's his name? Andre mm-hmm. Leon Talley. Andre Leon Talley. Mm-hmm. Beyond him and now seeing your face for years and seeing you doing your thing and then moving into network television and on the cover magazines and stuff like that, what... Is is that world of fashion? Is it racist? Is it just is it just not a lot of opportunity for us? Because it, it it I wouldn't say racist. Um, I just think well, shit. I will say racist. <sighs> yeah, there are t- <laughs> there are times where you know, with me, you know, in the beginning stages, it wasn't a lot of um, black stylists, and I am not a diva, and you know, I could go to a show with one of my good friends, and I get there, and my seat is not in the front, then I will not sit in this and watch the show. I would literally say I'm about to leave and I was like, I'm going to text the designer. I hope the show go great. Or you have a couple of minutes before the show starts. Wait, you would seat. do that? I've, do, I've done it a few times. So if you're not in the front row. Yeah. Because, it's how, not, because be, the front row is Only important. because I have to, you know, I was in the beginning, you know, I'm a stylist and I have a lot of people come up under me, men of color and women of color. And so we, as you know, we have to fight for what's right. And I've been in a game almost two decades. So it's like, I'm not refused to, I've, I've earned that seat. So a mm. new blogger that just came out yesterday or someone mm. that has all these followers, do not, they did not earn that seat. So a lot of times as a man of color, I have to fight for things just so to make it easier for the stylist to come Even with Beyonce me. as your client? Even with Beyonce as my client. But, and you with Celine or with Ariana or Zendaya, do you have the same struggle or... Have you had the same experience? Um, I think, I think, yeah. Um, I had to, I had to fight and grow and and get to a level where, where I don't have to worry about that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I built some amazing relationships with designers and and PR people in this in this business. And what a lot of people don't know is that is that is how you um, that's how you maintain your career. It's all about relationships. It's so, relationships. Yeah. But the, the thing about think about this industry. This industry is no different from any other industry. You know, you have so to fight, yeah. opportunities. You mean um, for opportunities for people of color? Absolutely, yeah. it's the same yeah. as any other industry across the board. You but know? even when you have big talent like yes. this, people would try it. The thing know? about it is, like, my career is my career, right? So now I'm at a place where I'm fighting so that it can be more people who look like me to get to the level that I am. Mm. That is my like as a stylist. I've done every single thing that I've ever dreamt about doing, right? I woke up one day and I said, damn, you dreamt, you've lived all your dreams, right? So when I think when you get to that point, your career and, and your passion is no longer about you if you, if you have any decency as a person, it's true. It's period, true. you know? So now my fight is why isn't in more people who look like me doing what I'm doing at the level that I'm doing it at? Right, right. So, is, is, so that's all I want to talk about. Like, that's, that's my whole thing I want to talk about. Is it opportunity or is it talent? And we all know it's not talent. You know, so that's that has become my fight. Um, it's it's hard when you go into a room with these people and magazines and everything, and nobody else looks like you. Right. You know, yeah, and it's so so. My thing is like it has to be more than one. Yeah. You know, or it has to be more than two. And uh, I'm blessed to have to really um, <laughs> get to a point where I have a, a really electorous career. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, and so now I just again, it's just for, it's it's all about me giving back and yeah. kind of kind of like pulling people under me to to make sure that they have the same opportunities to have been as well able said. to get. So, so I was in Australia with a friend and Sam Smith came on and I was, I mean, I was singing my best karaoke version of Sam Smith. And my friend looked at me and he said, I don't like him. And I said, why? He's a phenomenal singer. And he said, because I sing R&B, 
but R&B isn't acceptable until white people are singing it. And I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, how many artists now are singing R&B music mm -hmm. that was our music and that, you know, was a part of our culture or is a part of our culture? And I'm thinking like, okay, in fashion, you look at Pat now. I don't know her last name, but she has the makeup line. Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. You, you both, I'm sure, the know queen. her. Yes. Mm -hmm. And everybody was talking about Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner. And then all mm. of a sudden, boom, Pat already hit the billion dollar valuation. She's has this amazing brand. And I went, I mean, her brand is amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you, but there wasn't all the real fanfare outside of, I saw our people posting and Naomi Campbell, you know, Mark Jacobs, uh, fiance, friend of mine and stuff. Why do you think the media doesn't highlight the work that you all are doing or the work that we're all doing in comparison to maybe some other races? Well, I can't, I can't say that they don't highlight me because I've been, again, yeah. very fortunate to have the career where I'm, where I'm, you know, noticed by the Vogues and, and all that. Um, so I can't really, I can't really speak on that, but I just think, I think everything right now is about clickbait. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's about, they want to write a story and whatever, whoever gets the most clicks get the story right. basically. That's so that's, clickbait. that's the dynamic like in the industry right mm -hmm. now. It's true. Damn. Okay, so you started, um, I, I know your story about um, how you started with Beyonce. I'm going to just tell a really quick story. So years ago, I think you were turning 35. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a relationship with um, the most pathetic individual in the world. May he rest in peace. He ain't dead, but he, you know, he's dead to me. <laughs> he's in the Jason Cemetery. Oh, yeah, he, he he been, he's buried. There's a big old tombstone, too. Nigga wasn't shit. <laughs> but anyway, at the time, I was in love, and Ty said, you know, you should come to my birthday party. And um, what, what I've said publicly or privately to people is that like we've been friends since i don't know 30 years ago mm -hmm. and i never we never sit down and talk about beyonce yeah. never because yeah. i think the people that know you i've never called you about selena or mm -hmm. Rihanna, uh, but now that you're here i'm gonna definitely ask questions um uh, because <laughs> I, I appreciate our friendships and i appreciate the work that it takes to build trust with people like that you know and the fact that you can maintain a friendship with me but anyway i'll tell the story so ty said you want to come to my birthday he knows i'm a big beyonce fan i'm like you know, I'm trying to act like I don't want to come. You know, <laughs> Ty, you know, I'm busy. I got the, he's like, listen, come. And I'm just going to put it out there. Beyonce's hosting the party on the low. I said, if you really want me to come, Ty, we're we, we going to try to make it. I went home and booked everything I could book. <laughs> Flights, hotels. I invited people. He's like, you can bring whoever you, I mean, really accommodating. So the party, I think, started around 8. We were there at 8.02. <laughs> There's only a couple people in the party because I want to get there on time. I wanted, you know, because some experiences you want to soak in. But what I loved is um, that night. So I get in the party, and so my assistant at the time, Raphael, he he walks in and he says, "Oh my god, oh my god, Jay Z's right there." I said, because I didn't tell them where we were going. I just said we're going to a party. So he's freaking. I'm like, relax. You know, you acting like a little bitch. They're gonna put us out of here. Then he, then he goes, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Beyonce's sitting next to him. I bitched out all the way through the party. <laughs> I had to go to the bar and get drunk. But anyway, later that night. Um, I got drunk and I'm telling Beyonce my whole life story. And Ty is so sweet. Ty came over and just in a really gracious way, grabbed me and carried me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was just, um, very appreciative of the experience because, you know, she is such a phenomenal icon, icon. and in, in fashion as well in, in, uh, because of your work. Thank you. When you get an artist like that, um, you started out very early on where I guess you were working in the store and you ran into Tina. What, yeah. For people that don't know the story, can you just share that? Well, I started in um, the health industry. I used to work on artificial heart valves, believe it or not. I used to send under, send under a microscope, work on heart valves, um, and everything. I made really good money until I found out one of my good friends had a heart valve. And so this place that I loved to go to that I was making really good money became this depression pot that I hated to go to. Mm. And um, 
I just one day decided that, you know, the president at the time had family leave. You can leave your job for up to three months if you were cool with the president, with the uh, the boss. So I went to my boss and was like, I need to, t I have a lot of stuff going on. I need to take a family leave. And he was like, well, you know, definitely you're, we love you here. You could come back. So I packed my car and I went to Houston, Texas. And that's kind of how everything happened. I started doing window dressing for different stores and I was doing visuals. And I met Miss Tina at the time when No, No, No was on the radio um, at Damn. one of the stores that I worked at in um, Houston, Texas. So being that my mom was four hours away or three hours away or two hours away when I'm driving from Austin to Houston, um, she became like my other mother. So every time things came in, I looked like the group, I would call her and contact her. And we just built a relationship. So when independent women hit, um, it just she was doing everything by herself and she was like, I'm gonna get you out of here one day. And I kind of knew each girl individually, but I wasn't a starstruck person. And she kind of seen how, you know, the girls, you know, reacted with me. And she said, I'm gonna get you out of here one day. I didn't believe her. Um, I had a day off at one of my jobs. I called her instead of just relaxing and stuff. I called her and the rest is history. I ended up doing their Survivor video within a week or two. And then we're with Beyonce. You were with her for the rest of, for a yeah. long, for a long time. Yeah. How many, 16 years? Um, it was two, uh, 1999 is when I started. Wow. The end of 1999. And so, and then you decided one day to walk away from that. Well, about three or four years ago, it was just um, after the on the run one. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was tired of running and we had three months <laughs> off. So they were like, you have two to three months off. And so and like everybody else was taking vacations and stuff. And I just decided to work on a lot of the things I wanted to do. So I created my phone, my phone case. Uh, I did uh, my first clothing line, um, emojis. Um, that was the beginning phase. Mm -hmm. And from now on, I've just done so many other things. And it's just been a wonderful journey to really find out who you really are. And just, you know, because I was known for just that one thing. So, mm -hmm. But you wanted to do more things. I wanted to do a lot more things. So just to step out on faith and give it a shot. And God has really been blessing, wow. blessing me and been great. I uh, mean, that's a lot of faith. You know, you got to yeah. step out on faith and to be having like, Pretty much, did you ever feel like you had that job secure for however, yeah, ever long? Yeah, it is secure forever. And, and if I wanted to go, you know, and, and I still work with her whenever she needs me. Well, the one you thing know, I would any say. Any other girls, they can call me for anything. The one thing I would say is having seen you all together, because I'm not sure how, it, I'm sure with the same with your clients, because you're the closest to them. I mean, you're literally dressing them, right? Yeah, she and when you're touring everything. and you have touring artists and you have an artist who has a, I mean, I think she just, she's just Miss Vegas at this point. Mm -hmm. She, you know. When you're that close to them, um, how do you, or how do you decide when it's time to move on from a client? I don't. I, I never want to leave my clients. And that's the thing. I didn't leave my client. That's mm -hmm. the thing I want everyone to know. I didn't leave my client. It's just that I stepped out and started doing other things. And I just recently dressed her for um, the Sports Illustrated mm -hmm. um, thing. So whenever they need me, I'm there. Um, it's just that I'm working on other projects. Right Got now. you. And you help to bring in the team that she has. I mean. I mean, I mean, if I can just be a little, probably a little bit. This is how I'm going to tell you Ty is a good person. Way better than me. And I always, I use Ty as a compass. I say, if anybody say anything bad about Ty Hunter, you're not a person that I can know. The same with you. I've never heard a bad thing. Um, at, at never. So I remember I used to try to wonder, like, how are you, how do you fall in love when you're always on tour? Like, how do you meet somebody when you're always on tour? And I remember you got in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Your partner ended up coming in and working with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And when you all broke up, you didn't try to get him out of there. No, I, I'm not that kind of person. And what's wow, for you is shit. what's Ow. for you is for you. And um, you know, talent, like you said, if talent is there, I'm I I can be in a room full of people that try to do things to me, and I I'm okay. 
you're not going to strip me of my character. Ty is Ty is who is Ty is. So I can speak to you. I know you've done things to me, and I'm going to give you a compliment. And it don't make me fake. It just lets you know that you're not going to strip me of my character, and you're not going to make me uncomfortable. So I'm going to give you a compliment. I might buy you a drink or two, and now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> now you're uncomfortable, ready to quit and stuff like wow. that. So the thing is just knowing who you are and being true to yourself and it's gonna all whatever is meant to be will be. A lot of battles I don't fight. I get hand them over to the Lord. And Come on. And so when you know I went to church this Sunday, on. I still got a little bit of the Holy Come Ghost on. left in me. You God know, maybe I don't know about the by the end of the day, but right now it's there. <laughs> all right. So listen, you know we take a lot of amazing photos at Hollywood Unlocked, and I too myself take personal photos that I love and cherish a lot. And so for those of you that have all of these amazing photos on your phone, wouldn't you want? to have those special photos that are on your phone or computer hanging on your wall. Yeah, that sounds Yay. awesome. Mm -hmm. So you have your dog. You could put your dog right over your bed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> canvas people transformed your photos into beautiful, unique, museum-quality canvases that are easy to hang and make fabulous home decor. And by the way, right now, Canvas people will give today's listeners an 11 by 14 canvas, a $69.99 value for free. Ain't that amazing? Well, that's yeah. right. Free, people. You heard it. F-R-E-E. -E. So just pay, free. The, just pay the shipping and visit canvaspeople.com. Upload your photo and enter the special code unlocked. And listen, I took a photo while I was away for my birthday. I had a little too many cocktails at STK uh, with, <laughs> with the team. And I'm going to upload it today and print it out. That's good. I think, you know, with new age technology, we sometimes forget about the beauty of hanging up a photo in your home. So it's great that Canvas gives us that opportunity. I yeah. only have one picture in my house and it's of my dog. So I, but that's what I said. I know I'm this getting be, another one this would be of great. my dog. This would be great for you. So listen, I know you're going to love Canvas people. To get your free print, go to canvaspeople.com today and use our code unlocked. So when you, so Law, you um, popped up on uh, America's Next Top Model mm -hmm. as one of the judges next to one of the most was huge. iconic women in fashion, Tyra Banks, mm -hmm. um, who, by the way, needs to run me my money. I'm going to just keep it 1000 <laughs> I ran into Tyra at the ATL movie premiere, and I said, hey, girl, how are you? Hey. And uh, I was trying to get to Diana Ross, but I took my time to say, hey, you, sh you ever thought of uh, um, America adding men on America's Top Model? Because at the time I was friends with Don Benjamin and mm -hmm. he was he was a rapper, but he wanted to model and mm -hmm. he had model. And she said, how many male supermodels do you know? I said, Tyson Beckford. And she was looking at me. And she said, exactly. And she just walked out. I was like, oh, well, that's why she's iconic, because she knows <laughs> there's no place for men. Years later, boom, Don Benjamin's on America's Top Model. Yeah. I ain't got no check. So. Anyway, but that was before my time. That, that was way before, before your time. Before my time. time. By the way, I'm well, in love with Rob Evans, who's a friend of mine who used to be on that show, by the mm -hmm. way. So he's just the most beautiful man in the world. All right, so you're on that show. How do you find your place in that? How do you what? How do you decide what you're going to bring to that show? Because it is so iconic, and she's so iconic. Well, the thing about me is, if you, you we, we know each other, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if you really kind of know me. Like The thing about me is that I'm authentic mm -hmm. and in every aspect of my life. You know, um, when I'm with Celine Dion, who is one of the most legendary icons ever, you know, yeah. globally, um, I'm just me. This, I talk to her just the way I'm talking to you. So I think I think the reason why I was casted on that show is because A, of my resume, and just B, because of my authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, I am, when I say I'm from Chicago, like, I am really from fucking Chicago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't, I'm not from the suburbs and You're all that shit. You're not from downtown Chicago. Where no, Chicago no, 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 okay. no. Actually, it's so funny because we, my family actually kind of grew up in the same, well, not kind of, but we grew up in the same building as Chief Keith. So, like, I'm really from fucking Chicago. <laughs> Damn, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, some right, real shit. There you go. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and and a lot of people don't know this, but my very first like real client I was on a retainer with and did like music videos and all that was K Michelle. Oh, I just interviewed her. I know. That's oh, why that's why I'm bringing I, it up. So I've you know. Okay, you've been around the. Uh, yeah. She has. I mean, I can vouch for you on the authenticity part because when I first met you, when I was hosting our brunch, LA mm-hmm. Zen Lounge, I didn't know who the fuck you was. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. I was talking to Brian. I was like, yo, who this cool-ass nigga right here? He buying drinks for everybody, popping bottles. Yeah. And it was like three, four more times, the same place. You yeah. always show me love. And then I see your ass on the Manix Top Model. And I was like, this motherfucker, somebody. But yeah. this is and what, I never knew who but you the, were. But this is what I love about both of you, and I want to make sure people know. Um, you know, I was at Puff's house. I don't know if you remember. I was at Puff's house with <laughs> Melissa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, casual. Yeah, it's a casual. We was at Puff's. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I walked out on the patio and it wasn't, everybody in the room was, I mean, it was like Diplo and fucking Spider-Man. What's his name? Toby, Toby, whatever, Toby mm-hmm. McGuire. And you walked up, I mean, and we talked and I think you had a fur on or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely Probably. had a fur on. Probably. But, it was, <laughs> but there's no ego. Like the thing mm-hmm. about both of you that I love is that whether it's a conversation or passing in somewhere there's no ego you don't enter the room like you know like a diva and i, and I respect that and, and i see you treat everybody like i that, just think that shit is played out it's it so 90s you know what i mean yeah, like for the at the end of the day it's just it's at the end of the day it's closed it, i mean it's a little that and i think that's another reason why i'm that i'm having a career that i that i'm having is because i don't have an ego because when i walk in to dress whoever it is um, somebody that, that maybe just got on their first show or, you know, Mariah or mm-hmm. Naomi or whoever, you know what I'm saying? I approach everybody the same way. Like, I'm just really grateful to be where I am. But also, I understand that what I do is no different from the housekeeper or the babysitter. Like, I'm in the service industry. Wow. You know what I mean? They call me. Do you really look at it like I, that? I fucking That's the way you stay humble. I, 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 I think do. that's a great that's way That's exactly to look at it. the that's way exactly I look at it. That's exactly how I do it, too. Because the thing is, even when I... You know, started. I would go to the showrooms and I would do things for the interns, the girl to answer the phone, all those people. Because if you don't acknowledge those people and you feel like you're better, those people, one day those people could be in and in. And in this case, it did happen. Wow. People would come in and be fabulous and say, "I'm just here to see Lisa," you know, and not speak to the girl at the front desk and the interns and all the people that's doing the work that's helping. And you just here to see Lisa and you acting like these people are nothing. Well, Lisa doesn't work there anymore. And now these people that you aren't speaking to are now running the showroom. So it was a time in New York where stylists were calling me saying, can you please call this showroom and see if they could pull it? Because they're not going to let me pull nothing until you come see the stuff. So it's just really treating everybody how you want to be treated because who you might see at the top might not be at the top. And you, the people that are under you might be above you one day. So it's just good to always acknowledge people and be nice to people. Mm. Oh. So have you both met Anna Wintour? I have. Who's Anna Wintour? See, the Chicago ain't gonna let you tell me a lie. No, no, it's not a lie. I've been, I've been in the room with Anna. Like I'm, see, I love the fantasy of fashion too, right? So I love being afraid of her. Mm-hmm. Even though if you meet people who really know her and they say she's not, she's yeah. not what people but may is, have. Is she the ice queen people say she is? I think that's her persona. Who's Anna Wintour? Sorry, don't know. Anna Wintour is the editor in chief of Vogue, American Vogue, who is like the most powerful. So person like the Met Gala. The, the Met Gala that you you seen Devil Wears Prada, they say it's loosely based on her. Basically, oh. she's 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 the shit Damn. in fashion. But I love like see when I see her, I run away. Like, but that's just part part of you know me growing up with this fantasy of fashion, yeah. you know. Um, but I will say that that woman is brilliant and she knows what's going on. Exactly. 
like she I'm she knows every fucking thing and it's just but I love I love being scared of her you know what I mean like because everybody's like oh it's Anna like I love the fantasy of Devil Wears Prada where like people get off the elevator it's, when she it's get on. one of my favorite movies. you know what I mean so it's that's but she's I know a lot of people who work really close with her and they love her and say she's genuine and she's kind of sh she's shy and you know what I mean like all the things you wouldn't think and you've interacted with her I've just speak not a full out conversation <laughs> but that's fun but though it's kind of like but you can't, you, you, you can't you know? but can yeah. you walk up to her and be like girl you want a cocktail well i wouldn't do that because i just don't do that to anybody but um at your birthday party i was <laughs> living my life and beyonce turns around with a tray of patron and says do you want a shot bitch don't talk to me i can't even deal so i get the fear part and yeah. then, mm -hmm. but you can't she, she's not that girl she's just in the room i i, I don't know i'm just i'm not afraid to go up to anybody or stuff like that. It's just that um, I see what you're saying. Like you don't want to, you have this in your mind. How you this keep it up. You have an image of her. Yeah, and I don't want to mess it up. Because a lot of times, it's people that I wanted to meet, and I'd be like, oh, why did I? This person is ass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I get that part. But yeah, what kind of pressure it is that you have on your shoulders, like preparing a client for like a Met Gala? Is that like a let me just go pull some stuff, or is that like a few months? Because you know, that, that's it, like a, and especially like, it just if depends I, on how much time you have. Like it is a process though, because it's finding out what the theme is, and then you're going through trying to find out what your client wants. Like you want to be sexy, do you want to be a goddess, whatever. So mm -hmm. then trying to get the designer to sketch and bring to life and meet each other halfway. Oh, so we getting things made, sketches, yeah. yeah. And she go this one, this one, this one, and then you get them to make the stuff, and then you have fittings. It's a whole process. Jesus, any one of your clients ever tell you, like, I don't like this shit? What the fucking pull me this shit for? <laughs> no. Lord, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, it's, it's just like when you're trying to get people out of their comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Like clients or whatever, and they say, I don't want to show my legs. Mm. The whole thing with me being a stylist is to try to get people to not be, say like this, yes. sorry, to not be so insecure and right. just love themselves as a whole. We're not born with clothes on. That was deep. Not not one outfit. So your skin is your number one outfit. Until you get comfortable in that, you're gonna always feel insecure. The reason why the ladies feel great that we dress because when they go out there, they have confidence, mm. and confidence is something that you have to have to wear somebody's. Well, I, don't know. I can put I can pull a look number three from Givenchy, and when you put it on, you're gonna look a hot mess. Shit, but it, it also depends on the body type too, because I ain't getting no custom made suit with these legs. Yeah, but, it's but, but I need a Steve Harvey but suit. But let me tell you something. I had Ugo. I had Ugo <laughs> dress me one time. Ugo Mosey, who I remember. I remember riding around with Ugo in the car that had broken windows, okay? And I look at Ugo now, and I'm fucking proud of him, yeah, right? Yeah, Ugo, yeah. I'm sure you guys are proud. And I know you're close. You guys yeah. close. I love Ugo, yeah. I do too. But I remember he dressed me. I was, he when he brought the stuff to my hotel room, I was like, I ain't putting none of that shit on because all that shit ain't going to fit right. And when he put it on, I look hella good because oh. you all are- That's what we do. That's, your, your job is to make the, the people who are vulnerable feel that confidence to get out there because you've dressed- I mean, Beyonce's had so many Met Gala carpet moments where it's just like, damn, y'all just gonna, I mean, it's just, it's been uh, nonstop that I've seen you guys have just gotten it right. Thank you. When you're, you have you dressed anybody for the Met? I have four people at the Met this sure. year, sir. Oh, really? Get your goddamn facts <laughs> I mean, together, sir. Listen, I mean, did, listen, you, did, listen, did we research who my clients are before I got here? It's right here on the paper, sir. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, I know all his clients, <laughs> and I know who was at the Met. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that Southside Chicago to pop out here. On the I'm show. like, wait a minute. You see, how, you, see the, you see the pause and how he turned. He's, the, yeah. How he turned. I knew he had four in the chair, and ready. how he pulled his collar yeah. together, like, knowing his unbuttoned. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're getting your clients ready for the gala, mm -hmm. are you? Do any of them say, "What's that bitch wearing"? <laughs> 
no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Because they don't. I, do they? So they're all. It's all about them. Like yeah. your moment with them. Yeah. That's Is that? Hilarious. But I, I, I would love to say that I have a great best I manner with my clients. You know, like. The thing about me is that I really, really love women. Like, I've always loved women. I've always been accessible with women. I think women, being a woman is such an art form, you it's know, so and it true. comes back from watching my my mom and my grandmothers get ready for church and the Same. preparation and all that. So that just kind of stuck with me as a as a child growing up and, and getting into what I'm doing. So I have a, I have a way of, and, and also, at the end of the day, I am still a man. So women see when you see something in them or when you see something sexy and they pick up on uh, yeah. all of that. And then the other thing about working with celebrities is that you have to have a certain type of confidence to, to walk into the room and, 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 and be that. And, yeah. pro- and propose things to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And be, you have to have conviction about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then you also have to know when the day where they're not feeling as beautiful or yeah. their period might have just started or, right. you know what I mean? And yeah, you have to know when to back the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have yeah. to know when to push and then when to pull back. So it's, 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 it's this job is very cerebral. And I think people always think that it's about picking a pretty dress. And do you think people, and that's think, the last thing. Do people, do you think people just see it and say, oh, they see the glamour in the job? Absolutely. Yeah, they they don't course. see like the, like, cause like what I loved about Devil Wears Prada, yeah. that girl was stressed the fuck out. Yeah. But, but what you saw and what I love in it, and the reason why I love the movie so much, besides all the cattiness and the shade and all mm-hmm. that, was Which Anne Hathaway is one of my clients. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and she was in Ocean's Eight. First of all, that was another first one. First of all, I don't like you. I'm <laughs> just saying. Hey, I mean, if you're gonna step bring step me step here, step yeah. if you're gonna bring it here, let me, let's you know, let's say some things that inspire the people. What you know I, what I mean? What I love about, about that movie though was her Anne Hathaway's determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it shows, mm-hmm. like in what you're doing. You know, especially mm-hmm. like. You know, uh, I used to be really good friends with B. Scott. I was his, I was cool. I liked to like everybody. Mm-hmm. People think we fell out because he tried to out Tiger. That's not why we fell out. That's just when I put him on blast. I was laying in London. I had time on my hands. But why we fell out was because he had took me to drinks one day and tried to talk about this one. You can't hate. If you hate on somebody that you know is a good person to me, mm-hmm. then I know you're going to do that to me. So it's a matter mm-hmm. of time. I say all that to say. When you're in this role and they see the glamour of you at the Met or they see you with Anne or with Celine or whatever, how do you protect and safeguard yourselves from allowing yourself to become a victim of hate or jealousy or whatever? I don't even look at it. I don't even, a lot of times, I don't scroll down if I'm, you know, I just don't care. I really don't. As long as my client is happy. That's all that matters because people gonna talk anyway. Every and fashion that, is so subjective. Yeah. Like everybody has an opinion. You, can you know, feel it's your just best. like I think I could use Zendaya as my as my. I mean, Selena's just and you, on her, and, and, on. you and Zendaya. You really, I mean, I'm gonna just go and give credit credit to you. Really did make her a young fashion icon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I'm the only stylist she's ever. had. I remember yeah, Zendaya well, I before. That. I remember Zendaya before you when she was just doing her thing, and it was like, oh, she's a cute little girl. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, yeah. what? Yeah. She's so so anyway, I just to get Wait, yeah. before you go there, Jack, I gotta ask you this. Did you, the Versace on the dance floor, you did her? Mm-hmm. Man. He just said, I'm the only stylist she ever had. I'm sorry, nigga. Damn, I thought she probably could have picked it out. But that's the first time I looked at her and said, Anyway. She's looking like a woman now. Yeah. So you were, were, yeah. were you said, you were, I'm sorry, I cut your thought off. Um, we, when you have a when you have a relationship like that and you also work with people who are fearless, like, you you just don't care like you don't care about the critics like was Zendaya we do like I literally dreamt about her um her Met Gala when she you know Joan of Arc and and I just and I call you know I call Versace and I'm like listen I just all the sketches you sent are beautiful but I had this dream can we work on this and then 
you know, um, it's just she has no fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we we did, I don't really care about what the critics say, yeah. and, and I and I love that I work with women who don't care either yeah. because it's and like you if came, you had and, and you came straight to my Instagram to let me know you didn't care because I said, oh, I love Cardi and. Rihanna and you were like what about Zendaya and the fans were letting me have it and I was like oh shit <laughs> I mean like no hands down Rihanna is the queen on the mat like for sure mm-hmm. and you know in the last few years and I think Zendaya is like right there on her heels like she's the princess you know <laughs> that's my baby <laughs> so okay so when you were doing Destiny's Child and you had all four of the girls four three, three. yeah Farrah was oh you started with three okay I started at three. yeah then you had four but Farrah didn't I, really I count I started at three okay <laughs> All right, we're not going to talk about fair. Okay, so when you're dressing those three girls, uh-huh. the, so Beyonce doesn't pull you aside and say, I love both of them, but I got to look better than both of them. No, no. It's not. That. No, they, the, that, the, the girls are true sisters, which mm-hmm. is like, don't nobody, they try to put them against each other, but mm-hmm. they know that if one looks good as a group, then it's not going to look good. So it's like the whole group has to look good. And they, they've always been making sure that each girl, they'd be like, no, this would look better on Michelle. This would be like, they all help each other. We all kind of get together and help. Because I wasn't a, a celebrity stylist and they wasn't this big group. We all grew together. Wow. So that's how, you know, Beyonce was not Beyonce, you know, and Ty wasn't like, we all had to grow together and learn this thing. And nobody would let us pull in the beginning. So a lot of things Miss Tina had to make. And all during the time, all the girls were wearing, it was it was cool to like a boy. Was you this House it. of Deleon days? No. That was no, before they, that. They, you were before they, that. They were I'm way before that. Way okay. before that. Shit, um, my bad. I'm just answering the question. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but no one would let us pull. So, um, and at the time, all the girls were dressing like boys because that was the style. You had TLC, Escape, and so the girls was wearing oh. the boys' clothes, mm-hmm. cross colors mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, Miss Tina wanted to bring old Hollywood glamour back. So we would always dress the girls like old Hollywood glamour and and have them set apart. So when independent women dropped, it became easier for us to pull clothes. But when when Beyonce in two thousand three, when she decided to go solo, and she did, she. I think she made her big reveal. I think at the BET Awards, you, mm-hmm. you styled that right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When she when she did that, didn't her career just take off in a way that was just like you were gone, like you were just on the road consistently. Yeah, but I had already been on the road consistently with Destiny's Child, and then with Kelly solo project, with Michelle okay, solo okay. project, with Solange solo project, Get them and Destiny's Child back together again. Then each girl solo project. Like I, I was, I never had a break, so wow. I would just go into the new, the next girl. And so when you so. I'm assuming these clients of yours, like a Celine, who, mm-hmm. who, by the way, there's a clip of them singing together, uh, Destiny Child and yeah. her. And the fact that she she would share her stage with the Beyonce or Beyonce and Beyonce be humble to be with her. I mean, I love the the womanhood, and hopefully, I don't we see more of that because I know in my industry it's so cutthroat. Where everybody wants to be the one. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've had Perez Hilton here. You're the king of it. I don't have yeah. a problem saying you started it. Um, and Hollywood Unlocked is going to be Hollywood Unlocked and, and all the others, but. When you're um, when you're working with um, Beyonce and she's at the not even at the peak of her career because I feel like she's still going. Do you see? Did you see early on when she started the solo career that she was going to be the big phenomenal independent superstar? I did it when I did the Crazy in Love video in the monitor. I actually started crying. Really? Because I saw her turn into a woman right there. Damn, that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a Celine Dion, what mm-hmm. I was going to get to is both of you have these iconic women who've had iconic yes. fashion moments mm-hmm. do they keep warehouses of all their stuff that they know one day is going to be on an auction or some yeah, you gonna... archive yeah and do you guys have to manage that no no celine <laughs> <laughs> celine is the most 
one of the most incredible people I've ever met. She literally, um, she archives everything. I think she has everything she's ever worn in the last 30 years. Shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Fucking warehouse? Where do they put mm-hmm. that stuff? I mean, because you ain't going in the backyard. It's a warehouse. And mm-hmm. then it's all, it's all logged in the computer. And mm-hmm. you can just type and say this. Why is it that they keep it? What she keep it? Because she like pays for legends and, oh. and, and you got, you got, you know, museums and, you yeah. know. So she I mean, when you have a type of career... Like Beyonce or Celine, like there will be a retrospect. Yeah. There will be a Met Gala yeah. for you know them. Yeah, this, and, it, and, it, and it's history. They made so many groundbreaking moments that 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 are that item is just. Mm-hmm. It's but, but do you guys because they're wearing it, but you guys are creating it? Don't you? F- no. Well, the the thing about a lot of things about Celine that people don't know that she's one of the only artists that still performs in couture. Like she and couture for. People like him. It's where it's just made for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that. Yeah. No, I didn't Couture know that. is where they make the one dress for you. I didn't mm-hmm. know that's what, you know, thank you. Couture. Yeah. Couture. I was thinking about Juicy. Yeah. House uh-huh. of Couture, if you hear that, that may be a ball somewhere up in New York City. Yeah. So like, that's a, a one-off. Gotcha. No, that's yeah. one-on-one. Uh-huh. It was a gay thing. It's a, whole, oh, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a, that in itself is an art as well, but she's, she is one of, everything that she wears in her show in Vegas is Couture. Everything that she's worn. Um, on this recent tour, who, which I didn't style, um, this great guy named Pepe styled that. Um, but it's couture. It's all she. And when you people don't know, when you buy couture, you also buy an exclusive where nobody, nobody else, else can, can. Nobody else can buy. And it. that's why it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's so, one of a kind. so when um, I, so I knew uh, Mark Jacobson, and Mark Jacobs was gonna. Uh, he had invited Cardi to the Met. She was gonna go as his guest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. She ended up with Jeremy Scott. But when mm-hmm. you see that dress that she wore, Rihanna's the Pope or Zendaya, mm-hmm. or you know Beyonce with that, she had that. Uh, what was that fabric y'all used with the look? Mm-hmm. Which one? It was uh, the latex thing. A latex, yeah, yeah. So th- those things are are they on mannequins in warehouses? Or are they just like in a bag? No, there, we do like photos um, and certain types of bags with different materials, and you just log it all and have it all in the computer. But that couture stuff, they will never wear that again. I mean, if, for instance, I had to do a Pepsi commercial that was Beyonce fighting all the Beyonce's from all the decades. So she wore the looks. So I had to go and, you know, some things I had to, because uh, back then when I did videos, you return a lot of things. So if you return, like most things you keep, but sometimes if it's a sample um, and it's not couture, you return it. And so I had to try to get all of some, but I thank God I had everything except for two or three pieces. Mm. But it, that just goes to show why it's important to keep all of your your, your famous moments, mm. so you can go back to them when you need to. Mm. And so, if a Celine Dion museum ever was to pop up, or a Beyonce museum, or an Icon museum with mm-hmm. these moments, then you just go back and get those. Yeah. Well, Celine has a whole team that that handles that. Just her fashion. <laughs> yeah. That handles her archive. And if she has too many cheeseburgers and it don't fit, it's just like, girl, we can't we can't get back in that look. Mm-hmm. Not that Celine's going to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, I know what I'm getting everybody for Christmas. If you have a pet, I'm going to get you BarkBox because your dog deserves to be able to play with toys just like you do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I already have BarkBox, but you can pay for it. Okay, not <laughs> a problem. Forward. Well, we have Rosa Costa in the building and she has a dog. You love yes, dogs. I do. Yes, I do. Do you go I, to the, do you still go to the rescue every? Sometimes, yeah. Because now that I have, I rescue my dog. Like he takes a lot of my time. But yeah, that's yeah. a big ass dog. And he's only fifty five pounds, and he's still a baby <laughs> in my eyes. But it's a pit bull. He's a pit bull French bulldog mix. 
So for those of you that don't know, BarkBox is a subscription service that basically delivers gifts to your puppies. Every, every month. Every month. That's so cute. Yay. Well, how it works is they curate every box to meet your dog's needs. All right. You can change your dog's size at any time. If your puppy grows, your Bark Box will grow with your dog. And you can choose a different plan. Any plan that you want. One, six, or 12-month plans are all available. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. And that is, yes, everywhere. Become best friends with your mailman. From now on, your dog is going to be so ridiculously happy every time a package shows up. You can get up to 40 value for $20. All the, the toys will keep your dogs engaged. All the treats are made in the USA or Canada without corn, soy, or wheat. When you're unboxing everything, your dog is like really excited. I really don't know what the hell they put in that box, but <laughs> they go bananas. As soon as they see that box... I want to know, what, what is it, you guys? It's like something special in there. I don't know if they smell the treats or what, but they just go crazy. What, what I love about the brand is that the, all the toys are designed in-house with very best materials like stomach, safe, T-shirt, rope, <laughs> spike ball, cores, <laughs> and dozens of innovative squeakers. If your dog don't like the gift, send it back. They'll replace it for free. But they like all of them, I promise. You know, it's a great value, too. Living in this economy, we always want to find ways of cutting corners. And so you get to save all your money and only spend $20 for the subscription. Also, if your dog has allergies, they will accommodate all your needs of your puppy. And the happiness is 100% guaranteed. You know, I love the fact that it's 100% happiness uh, guaranteed because in life, you should be guaranteed happiness 100% of the time. And fortunately for you, that is what uh, BarkBox offers. So listen, give your friend and their dog a gift. And not only will you surprise them the first time, but will continue to deliver joy throughout the year. Dog owners always need treats and toys. So you're doing double duty as a good friend when you give a BarkBox. And if you don't want to send a BarkBox directly to their door, we can mail a physical gift card or electronic gift card to the email on a date you specify. To get this amazing gift, go to BarkBox.com unlocked. And for a free month, of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash unlocked when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan. Do you all ever want to be, because I always would have thought you would have become like an editor at Vogue or something. Or mm-hmm. you, do you ever have aspirations of getting in the media side outside of the show, but like um, whether it's corresponding to red carpet or, and you've done carpet. Yeah, I've done that. Do you still want to do stuff like that or where do you, where yeah, do you Yeah, I see? mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do whatever I feel at the time. You know what I mean? So if something comes to me, I'll go yay or nay. But yeah, I'm, I, I I love doing it. I love being on the carpet. I'm doing more TV stuff. I'm working on my books. Um, so all that is part of it. So yeah, I'll do more of those things. And on America's Top Model, you're still there. Um, I don't know if we're coming back or not. I'm obligated to do another season, which I would love to do, but I don't mm-hmm. know if we um, if it's happening. They need a uh, they need a uh, they need the thick guys on there, like a thick section model. Like mm-hmm. come on for the thick boys. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We could model. We could. We ain't trying to see plus size. American I'm not. First off, I'm not plus size. I'm not plus. I'm a 38. Now, see, now you went to Tyra and you was like, boys, and see? now it's happening. So don't do okay. that. Tyra, I love. I am a thick guy, and Giovanni is also plus size. I'm telling you right now. They don't call it plus size anymore. That's politically. Yeah, you have to call it curves. You have to call it curves. Really? What mm-hmm. the? Lie? I ain't got okay. no curves. Listen. So y'all learning. Oh, you got some curves. No, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Wash. <all. laughs> 
Lago Don't Tell try Lago. it. <laughs> Yo, moving on. Okay, so I'm, I'm no now he ready to go ahead. So I'm going so to just call you Curvy. <laughs> I'm not fucking Curvy, JC. I almost flicked you off. That's okay. I'm thick. Uh, that's I'm a thick. nice. I'm like cold thick for Martin. Okay, well, thick. we're not going to say thick. We're going to say Curvy because that's the politically correct. Yeah, we, have a, we have a small person coming on the show next week. So let me tell you, just hop up here and let's go. All right, so you designed um, Zendaya's collection. Yeah, I, I co-designed and co-created her collection. Yeah, Sound like you got a bag. <laughs> so Sound like both of y'all just got a bag. So now, are you you're, you got into design? Mm-hmm. You did your own collection as well. Mm-hmm. Was it not? Was that with Patricia Fields? Why, why no, I had my my, um, my unisex line was sold at Patricia Fields. Okay, that's what uh, I remember. Serve fresh. Okay. Um, I have a line coming out. I'm debuting a Paris Fashion Week with Greedalist. Nice. Wow. Um, this. Right here, Korean designer. We did a lot of great things together. We've worked every fashion week. Um, so the, everything was going well. I was doing all the bags for them, and now because it was doing so great, we did a collection. So that's debuting, and I'm coming out with sunglasses for the holidays as well. Mm. Um, working on my book, um, the three books actually, and just doing a lot of things that I want to do, and just living. You know, the world is crazy. Wow. So I'm just living and, and enjoying life and doing everything that I want to do for me and putting that energy that i put into others into myself and building my brand how old was your daughter because you have a daughter how old was your daughter when you first started working with uh, destiny shout uh she was a baby she's 23 now so i don't know she was a baby <laughs> i think like five or six four or five do you feel like you missed anything i missed a lot did you yeah i missed a lot and that's the thing like the sacrifices that's the thing i always try to tell people you just going off what you see on social media the final product but you sacrifice so much yeah. like you know even my mom right now is she's um has cancer but i don't talk about those things you still have to go to work you still have to live you have to do what you have to do mm-hmm. so that's the hard part mm-hmm. just being able to um just live your life and still be able to be there for the ones you love mm-hmm. so do you feel like you're catching up with all the things you miss now Yes, yes. And, you know, like I used to be jealous because I didn't have FaceTime and Skype and all that mm. stuff. I barely cell phones went even out when I, I think we had Skype pages or something. So when you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. So I had to, you know, even when I started, I used to carry a phone book and act like I'm staying in this expensive hotel to use the, the um, concierge. To, to I'm looking for black dresses in China. Mm-hmm. So all those things, I didn't have styled outcome. I didn't have none of that stuff. I had to learn all this on my own. So to see the kids today just touch a, a celebrity at one time and say, I'm a celebrity stylist is like no you're not bitch <laughs> you got <laughs> to put the ti- you got to put the time in you I mean, know you what i mean the, the sacrifice. The sacrifice yeah cuz i will say when you i'm not going to say left beyonce but when you backed up and started focusing on you i was actually happy for you Thank because you. i remember like you know you were always gone and yeah. i remember when i was in a relationship and i remember you saying something to me i can i forget forget everything you said but you were you were happy for me being in a relationship, but I was sad for you not being able to be in one. Yeah, you know. So I understand. I was I was saying earlier before we started the show. Yeah, I went to church this last week. I'm not a churchy person at all. Like, but I love God, and I'm like mm-hmm. every day. You're not gonna yeah. sit across from me and not acknowledge Amen. there's a higher power navigating this. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in church and I just start crying, and I was. I mean, I was looking at people crying because they were going through stuff, and I was crying because I hadn't stopped to thank Him for everything that I have, yeah. and. You know, you've known me for a while and you've known me for a long time. I mean, I've had a journey getting to where I am and I'm not yeah. even halfway there yet. Yeah. So so you taking a step back and focusing on you has been an amazing thing to watch. What are you doing to preserve yourself and your and, and like living in it and not 
allowing it to consume you. It, it consumes me. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like it consumes. The, the, see what? See the, what you speaking to your point? Like these younger these younger kids, they see the end result and they want it so fast. Mm -hmm. But they didn't see like I, again. I was living in Chicago. I Atlantic called me to take a meeting about this artist, and it happened to be K. And they was like, oh, well, can you take this meeting tomorrow? Are you local? And so I had to learn that local meant you have to be able to work in, in, in New York, but I didn't mm -hmm. live there. Mm -hmm. So I spent- Were you still in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Okay. I spent all the money I went. I went to Atlanta. I mean, I went to- New York. New York, took the meeting with Atlantic, um, and, and, you know, booked it. And it was like, oh, but I don't live here. So I literally reinvested every single dollar that I made to get back. And it's been a hustle. Like people think I that I came out of nowhere, but I've been I've been like been perfecting for this for like six or seven years now, yeah. and I've worked with like I I started with Kay. I was happy to meet Zendaya. So me and Zendaya was doing our own thing, building what we were building. You were with her. Were you with her just exclusively uh, Zendaya exclusively for a while? No, no, no. I you did were doing other things. See, let me tell you, I did. I was I did Zendaya. I was doing Kay. I did Brandy, Monica, Lala. I did SWV. Mm -hmm. I did Jeremiah. I know you did. Like um. Mm -hmm. I've done like, a lot of people, a lot. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I also had to figure out what I wanted the trajectory of my career to be. Like I wanted, I wanted to be Rachel Zoe, mm -hmm. you know, since she, she was the first person, a first stylist that I really knew. And, you know, before, before I knew who June was, I kind of knew who Rachel was. And I was like, I want to be Rachel. I came into this industry. I want to be a white woman. You know what I mean? Like, and that is the career that I wanted. You know, I wanted to sit front row at Dior and, mm -hmm. and all those things. And I'm so happy that, that I've able to, been able to prove myself because you do have to prove yourself and yeah. we have to prove ourselves and work 10 times harder than, you know, our yeah. counterparts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I figured out what, my, what I wanted my trajectory to be. And so then, this is really sad, but this is, this is true and I want people to hear this. Like, we can get pigeonholed in this, in this industry. So I was doing all, Tamar and Lala and I was doing all these girls who I loved and who were paying great rates. Yeah. You know, I was making a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. And so then I went and I met with an agency. Um, I had never had an agent and I met with an agency and I'm proud, you know, because I'm from Chicago, I'm a hustler. So if you making money, that's all I think you should care about. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm making money, you right. know? And so they looked at my book and they was just like, well, we don't think you're ready for this because of, because of who my clientele was. And they, that broke, they, that really broke my wait, heart. They didn't think you're ready for what? They didn't think I was agency. ready to be signed at this yeah. agency. Even with one. all your work? Even with all my, and this, is, what this, just this said. is a few years ago. All my work was was people who we. I was doing Brandy and Monica. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like these are iconic women. I was doing mm -hmm. Lala, you know, and 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 Tamar and and Tamar. But they felt because you hadn't touched a white woman yet that you weren't ready. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I so and Tamar had like three. Tamar had an album out. She had two television shows. So mm -hmm. Tamar checks were amazing. You know, and I loved being around her. Um, and so I had to. I had to purposely change the trajectory of my career to get to where I am now. And, I, and, and my, again, my fight is like, I don't think we should have to do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I, I did that sacrifice for everybody else, but still today you can get pigeonholed. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, you know, I told one of my friends, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I could do the black girls no more. Mm. You know, and when I think about, when I think, uh, think back of me having, having to say that and, and, and do that, um, Breaks my heart, yeah. you know what I mean. But now yeah. I'm at a place where I could do whoever I want to do. Yeah, yeah. But I earned that. Yeah, yeah. you know what I well, mean. Well, I like, just think you had to break a boundary and 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 um, 
to just make history, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just show that we can go outside of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's good and I and I commend yeah. you because it's good to come back too. Yeah, and so and so to like answer your question, like I, I'm of course trying to trying to put my hands in the whole thing, but I still think that I'm still fighting to get to a level where I, 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 I'm so blessed that people are inspired by what I do, right? Right. So I'm just think so I'm fighting to still just get higher and higher and higher to show that we creatives of color are able right. and we're capable mm-hmm. and we can do it. Well, and to validate yeah. the fact that, I mean, you all set trends for the other people that are doing the work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. again, you know, you look at a Celine Dion or a Zendaya, it's not like you got there because they just cover their eyes and pointed around and, mm-hmm. and found you. You right. earned the seat you at did. the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. You know, where I've learned in my business where racism lies, at least one of the things is in raising money. It's harder for it's harder for black people to raise money. I didn't even understand the lack of capital available to people of color mm-hmm. and how much how many times I'm in the room telling people, here's my vision. Here's where I know digital's going or here's where I believe this show can go or what and I'm and I know I'm fighting harder in the rooms to get people to get it. And then when when I find people discovered, I'm like, oh, you get it. Mm-hmm. But how do you keep humility in the process? Because I've found that as long as I stay locked on the vision, I say, well, I know where it's going. Yeah, I know where it's gonna be, and I know my speech when I say what when I arrive mm-hmm. that it's gonna include definitely a little shade to those that didn't see it. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the humility? You you know you are in your mind where you're going, and so in that process on this journey you're going, you already know I'm going here. So in this process, there's going to be some turns or whatever. But as long as you know you're going there, that's all that matters. You're going to lose a lot of people and not going to be in the car. You probably started out with a van full of people. Wow, that's but powerful. when you get to your destination, you might be right there by yourself. And whoever's Ooh. there that made that trip with you, that's your ride or die. Mm-hmm. So you don't pay attention to none of these people. You just do what you have to do. That's a part of living. So even when people come in and burn you, everybody come into your life for a reason. So you like, I'm in this storm. What am I supposed to learn from this storm, Lord? And, get, and this person did this to me. They are making you a better person and helping you when you get to that trip. When you get to your destination, you've earned it mm-hmm. because you fought and did whatever it took to get there. Mm-hmm. It didn't want to just, you didn't, I didn't give you a ticket and say, get on a plane and go there. You actually drove there and went there. So it's the whole process of a journey. You can't worry about what people have to say. Mm. Well, yeah, I've, and I've always said like you can have people in your heart, but they ain't got to be in life. Like right. you can love a person, yeah. And, yeah, and I can love you from a distance. Yeah, yeah, I don't fuck with nobody. <laughs> uh, and that's how I am. Like I, it's, me as the I'm love. shady as shit. As, like I'm the nicest like person, <laughs> and I'm the the people person or whatever. And everybody, I love everybody. Everybody loves me, but at the same time, I don't have. I can't just. I don't have. I can't count five friends that I could just call like that. I just know everything or whatever because I. I keep those things, you know, with only my loved ones. Well, can I say that, you know what's so funny when you say I don't fuck with nobody? Can I just tell you, I say that every single day. I was somewhere, and I'm not going to say the names of people that we know. I was at, no, I was at dinner with other with uh, Vlad from Vlad TV and the owner of Hip, uh, Hip Hop DX, and we were talking about, you know, digital and stuff, how we can grow and work together. And and I happened to see some people we knew, and I got up and went over to their table and said, I had the greatest conversation at the end. One of them said, can I have your number, your new number? So I can call you to talk to you about an idea I have. And I said, no. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, why? I said, before you try to say, nigga thought he was all that. I don't want to do anything other than what I'm doing right now. Because exactly. God put me on this path. And I know I know every benchmark I need to hit. And it right. ain't got no detour to what you trying to throw in my right. plate. When I say it, it's a little bit different for me. I, I, I found 
the law of attraction. Um, no pun, right no pun intended. Damn, man. Like right after my mom, my mom passed away. So I found it. And so what I, what I learned that energy is so real. Yeah. And bad energy is really a disease. It's, it's really true. a virus. So what's worked for me, and at the end of the day, nobody's going to take care of you the way you are. Mm-hmm. So what, le- what I learned to, for me is the less of other people's energy I keep around me, the better I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and so I want, I want my career, and I want the things that I say, and I want the, the milestones that I achieve and all that, and the energy I put out to benefit other people. You don't have yeah. to be in my circle to receive that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's very, it's just, it's just, it's me. I feel better when I don't have a lot of people around me. Yeah. I feel better when I, when, if you call me and the first three things you said out your mouth is, is a negative, we can't talk anymore. Yeah, I'm the same you way. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I have to take care of me. When I, when my energy is together and when I'm, when I'm playing at this, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about anything. Anything I ask or anything I've ever dreamt about comes to me. Yeah. So why, why fuck that up for somebody else? Yeah, I agree. You know, so it's just and, not, and, it's and not energy is transferable to It's so it's transferable. Yeah. You feel it. I, I used yeah. to come in here and this show wouldn't be put together. Lights would be starting. I said, you know, I had a, I had a couple moments where I'm sure my, my team was like, oh, he's being extra. I need to come in here and be able to, to hear a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pay attention to their body language, mm-hmm. listen to what they're saying, know what I'm talking about. I can't, all the energy distracting me from that ain't going to let me do what I'm trying to do. Right. And and I feel like, you know, people, this is Ashton. He's an inspiring model, moved to L.A. And I knew you both were coming, so I invited him to come because he's young, fresh off the truck. And he's mm-hmm. going to run into a lot of let me do it for you butts. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me try to help mm-hmm. you butts. So yeah. I said, well, you come here to two fashion icons. You can can get the good good, good word. What do you what what word do you have for those people who are aspiring? Whether it's to be a model with the clothes you put on, to be a person that designs the clothes that you're putting on, or a person that um, is putting on the clothes. What is what is a good word that you can give them just to be prepared for what this uh, business is going to do to them? I would Try just to- say just just do you. You know what I mean. And if you have to take. If you find yourself going into depression, take social media off your phone. Mm. Don't just not go on there. Take it off your phone and just reinstall it later. Um, and just really focus on you and quit comparing yourself to other people. Because what happens is when you're looking at what Law is doing or what the other stylists are doing, you feel like you're supposed to be there. And I do. I, no, bitch, you're not going to be there because that's not for you. You know what I mean? And you're not there because you're looking at what law is doing and other stylists are doing. So you have to get to a place where you better your craft and know that you have a certain style. Like he said, he wants his style. He wants to be rich white woman. That's the road he going. You know what I mean? So what oh, he I'm there. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, but she's a rich white woman. She's there. She's there. But what I'm saying is, he had in his mind his journey for him. His his journey journey. was, I want this kind of, and like, there's certain stuff, like, um, there's certain styles, like. I just like stylists when you can look at their work and know that that's their work mm-hmm. and nobody like, you know what I mean? Some people is like, did they do that or did they do that or did they do that? Because you're looking at other people and comparing whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And trying to get that kind of same feel and vibe when you should just have what works for you. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you have this certain style that you do, you have to still make sure that your client is comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you see people on the carpet and they look crazy. Man. It's only because... They didn't. You have to have a voice. You can't just put on clothes and just say, "Okay, Ty, put this on me. I'm, I'm gonna go do it." No, you have to have a voice to say, "Well, you know, I don't feel comfortable." You know what I mean? And you have to just make sure you meet each other halfway. So when that client leaves that room, they feel so confident and beautiful, and it shows. Mm-hmm. 
What about you? What, what advice do you have? Um, can you repeat the question? Advice for somebody wanting to get into the in the fashion industry, whether they're a model, designer, stylist. What what word do you have for them? Um, the biggest thing is to learn the industry. You know, um, I I kind of had it hard because I didn't, you know, I didn't have opportunity to be anybody's stylist or intern or anything like that. I kind of like jumped in it and figured it out. So. Learn the industry. Learn as much as you can, especially your part of the industry. You should yeah. be an expert in your part of the industry. Right. You know, um, it's so funny because if if an intern come and they like, I'm like, oh, what's your favorite designer? And they'll be like, oh, Chanel. I'm like, well, Chanel's not really a designer. Chanel's a house. So that that let me know that you're not. Wait, Chanel's not a designer. No. Oh, because that's the company. The Chanel like, is the house of Chanel. Carl Lagerfeld is the designer of okay, Chanel. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? So it's like those. Oh, no, it's not, the things that it's the things yeah. that you're showing me that you really don't understand your industry, your industry, and you're not, you know, ready to to really kind of give me everything that I need. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you just you gotta work. learn, just learn, just like eat it up, learn everything. And and Floyd did say Floyd Mayweather, my sponsor and support of Hollywood Unlocked, did say to me, until you get consumed with it, mm-hmm. until you are so consumed that that is all that matters. Which is very isolating too, but it is. It's not going to really work for you. And I found myself not doing it intentionally, but just gravitating towards it to where now it is the only thing. I I texted somebody this morning and said, "Hey, how are you?" She said, "Great." I said, "Would you host my show next week?" She said, "No, good morning, no hi, no how are you?" Mm-hmm. If I'm awake, it's a good morning. If I'm yeah. talking to you, I'm great. I mean, because there's people on the other side of the dirt. Yeah. One 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 thing I would say is that um, when you talk about taking social media off your phone, we had Jennifer Lewis here, and we she was talking about being bipolar, and I was talking about being depressed, mm-hmm. and people were surprised that I was actually saying it out loud you because I'm to. supposed to be yeah. hiding. You have to. I know I used to be the life of the party and wanting to know everybody and calling and texting and wanting to be around, and then I got so consumed with this that I felt so isolated where I was like, right. damn, and I had to delete. Everybody off my phone, except for the things that I deal with every day. Hollywood Unlocked, Floyd, Cart, you know, the people, mm-hmm. whatever. Not because I didn't like people, but I felt like I was so consumed with the needle you were pushing that I was taking my eyes off the needle I was pushing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it are you, happen. do you get that? Are you, do you stay on or do you, how do you manage that in that world? I'm obsessed with social media, <laughs> but I also think I have to be as part of, yeah, as part of my business. job. Yeah, and It's part of my job, but, but my life, listen, Three years ago, I took 115 flights Jeez. in one year. Like, I, I'm when I say I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler. You know what I mean? Like, you're nobody's gonna outwork me. And you know, I, and I'm very hands on with my clients. I do a lot. I do. I still do 95 percent of. But are you all still going and now with all these people? Are you still going and pulling everything? We were out pulling before we got here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm hands on, and, and I think that is what's part of who I, who, what makes me who I am and why my clients appreciate mm-hmm. me and why my retention rate with my clients is really good. And you know what sure. I mean? And why every day I get somebody else wanting to work with me, you know, cause I do it. I do it all myself. Like I beat my body up. Like sometimes I can't even get out the bed. I missed every funeral, baby shower, birthday wow. in the last five years. Like, but, but when do you slow down to take care of yourself though? I don't. I will. That's what I'm praying for. I'm praying. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm praying for that yeah. balance. Like I'm praying for that right now. I, st- I still look at myself like I am at year one. That's good. Period. That's good. Period. No, there nobody but, will but, outwork me. But what's me. the goal though? Because let me tell you, there was there's a I was uh I went to I took Cardi House B. of Law. I took Cardi B to uh, and you know Cardi's uh, Cardi stylist Colin. Shout love, out Colin. Love Carter. Colin. 
That's my that's my he was my assistant for three years. Oh nice. So that's part of my legacy. You know, and I look at him, I'm so proud of him. But he'll tell you, like, I'm a dog. Like, we're gonna get this work done. You know what I mean? And he didn't understand that then, but now that he's doing his own thing with his, you know, major client, like he he calls me all the time, like he like, I get it. I just get it. But yeah, so wow. I still don't think that I made it. See, because oh, so Good. so a couple weeks ago, we, I took Cardi to Chris uh, Chris's house, and we ended up at Kim and Kanye's, and Kanye was talking about this um, this uh, compound that he's building, and, and he has all this vision for all this creative stuff or whatever. And I said to him, uh, "I want to be an intern." Mm-hmm. Everybody looked at me, and, mm-hmm. and and he even looked at me, and I said, "You were an intern. You were an intern at Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. You were an intern at Fendi." I, I like to be consumed with greatness. So mm-hmm. if I can learn something from you and it, it, it ain't going to get a check. You're not going to give me a check, but the check is going to come when I apply what I learned. Yeah. Do you think young people nowadays get that, that they have to invest? They don't want to. They don't want to because it's instant. Because Everything they want to post instant. it. That's all they care about. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they care about is whatever. Let, so let, that they can you post know it. what's better than a post, right? Shout out. A check. A check, yes. What? I know I'm fucking with you. Don't shout me out. <laughs> shout me out in you. the morning, Wells Fargo. Right. It's true. Bank of America. It's true. Well, listen, we have talked. We are at our time. But I, you know, both of you this are interviews. amazing. Both of you are interviews on your own. And I love that I call both and both were very humble to come because, you know, you cause I call some celebrities and they'd be like, who coming? No, 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 no. I need my own. <laughs> hey, Michelle told me I'm not coming to your show. I want to sit on your couch and talk to you by myself. <laughs> But I felt okay, like cause I want to say something about Kay. Yes, uh, like people. And people, you were dressing Kay when she had that big old ass too. So where were you finding all the clothes? It was hard. <laughs> it was hard because Kay. I, let me. I just want to tell a quick story about Kay because when when people say, "Oh, you went from Kay Michelle to Celine Dion," people always look at that as a negative thing. Mm. And I think it's a beautiful thing because Kay taught me so much. I, I'll tell a quick story. Um, she was doing the Love and Hip Hop reunion, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had got this Tom Ford dress. It was the sickest. I was just like, we about to kill these bitches. Like, yeah, ah, okay, I got you this top four dress. I've been working so hard to get this dress. She said, I ain't wearing that shit. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is Tom Ford. She's like, let me tell you something. She's like, my fans don't give a fuck about Tom Ford. And so I didn't understand that after a while. But what she told me is that you can't grow too far too fast. You got to grow and move with the people that's moving with you at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned so much from her. And I also learned how to dress a different type of body because Kay is a tiny like girl. Kay. She was a tiny girl everywhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So like the things, the things I like, I haven't spoken to her in a while, but the things that I learned for her, and I used to fight with her, like you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this. And now she understands what I was trying to do. And I also understand everything that she taught me. Yeah. Like every woman I've worked with, I've taken some, something away from them. Like I, I'm just like you. I want to learn. I want to yeah. learn. I want to learn. I want to keep growing and growing and growing. And every single, every single woman I've worked with, What's the lesson you learn? I, you know, I had amazing blueprints to look at. And, you know, I've learned that you can still be humble and be nice to people and and be at the top. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be a good person and say, good morning, how you doing? And you introduce yourself, even if they know who you are. That's fair. You know, having met Beyonce a couple of times and having known you for a long time, you guys are very similar. Everybody says that. And how you talk to people because... The thing that I be trying to get to people, I will never forget. I snuck into the Rock Nation brunch, had no ego sneaking in, lied all the way into that <laughs> motherfucker. And I hid behind the bush until Beyonce walked by and I hopped out and I got my picture. She made me redo it mm-hmm. because it was blurry. She was like, uh-uh, you're not doing that. But she took it. But if you see her deal with people, it could be the doorman. It could be mm-hmm. the driver. It could be 
Celine Dion, she's so mm-hmm. nice, and you're mm-hmm. the same way. What yeah. is that? Is that a Texas thing? Or what Southern is that? hospitality and how you was raised, and you and once you like you were saying earlier, Law was saying earlier, the energy you put out what is what you put get, get back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like why weren't walk around here and being fabulous and looking at people like they're beneath you because one day you might need but those then, people but too. But then you meet some reality stars who aren't ever going to reach that pinnacle of success and they be the most difficult. And that's why. And they ever going to reach the pinnacle of success. That's you why. said it just the first thing you yeah. said and then the second thing you said. Let me tell you Celine. Said the first thing again. Celine, we would go to a photo, we did a photo shoot and she literally introduced herself to every single body, every single person in the room. She walked up to them, "Hi, I'm Celine. Nice to meet you." And when we left, she said goodbye to every single person yeah. in the room. And that is somebody who's at a level. Like when when, when they called me to work shit. with her, they was like, everybody's like, well, what if she's a diva? I'm like, that's Celine Dion. Like, she don't have to speak to me. She could treat me like right. shit. Just don't show nothing or hit me or anything. Right. <laughs> but she's earned that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 30 years. That's one some of the most iconic songs in the world. Like, mm-hmm. And every time we, like when we go to a hotel, she stops and she speaks to the people at the front desk. She mm-hmm. speaks to the security. She speaks to the the people that's pushing the laundry down, she, she says, and, and and when you're around that type of person and that type of greatness, you cannot be any other way. Right, right. that's true. You know what I mean? And and it's just like, she doesn't have to do that. Right. Like, we went to, um, we went to the Dior show when I first started working with her and it was at Dior's Atelier and she literally walked upstairs and thanked all the people who sold the clothes. Yeah. Just like, thank you for your artistry. Right. And it's just like, how can you be anything else when you see somebody that great right. be that great? So is that, is that the blueprint you talk about? Yeah. Being able to see yeah. that. Yeah. Mean goddamn well. You got brothers out here with one goddamn song on the radio. <laughs> can't tell them Fair shit. Yeah. It was a lot of people with his songs but you know, that we don't know no social, more. Social yeah. media has made people just instantly famous. Or the feel of fame. Like, exactly. There's no idea of longevity. And that was the word at church this weekend. It was like... You know, you those of you sitting in the congregation, you need to be a you you need to be a um, an amazing mentee to somebody mm-hmm. as much as you need to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I feel like as I was on my way until I got a mentor to show me the roadmap to get yeah. to where I want to go, mm-hmm. and then you got to be obedient to that lesson, you yeah. know, and apply your thing to it. But it's just like, why not want to be around those people? Yeah. Who are just going to make you better people? But I appreciate our friendship, and I appreciate that we don't talk all the time. But you know, when we do. We just pick up where we left off. It's good yeah. to see y'all, brothers, yeah. man. I have actually Thank learned you. a lot from this interview, and I think the viewers are going to love this one because Thank it just you. seemed authentic and genuine. And I really learned, man. And Thank you. I wish y'all. I, I can't wait till I can forge y'all to uh, style me. We got I'm, you. <laughs> I am going to be a huge movie star. I'm so. The hard thing is, it's just fucking you know everybody. <laughs> and the, the thing man. is, everybody don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. So you know you have a journey. You like you put in your navigation. I'm going here. A lot of people. So the the hard part is just knowing where the hell you're going. Mm-hmm. And so once you get that, you on your way to that destination. And the process help people. Don't make a right right here. I made a right, and I had it took two more hours on my journey. So the whole thing is just to just help other people to make it easier because I didn't have that. I had to learn on my own mm-hmm. and you had to learn on your home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, But you only just, help people that's you really trying it. to help themselves. Yeah, that's trying to help them. And, 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 and be either. receptive to it because yeah. like yeah. you said, you can't put a sleeve on, I'm not going to say no names, uh, somebody <laughs> from a reality show and all of a sudden say, why the fuck am I not being invited to But I also, I see talent in people a lot of times before they see it in themselves and I'm, a, and I'm an energy person just like you have this young man sitting here that's my thing too. Like I, if it's somebody that I know that I can help that has good energy and I see good in them, of course I'm going to tell them this is the way I'm going this direction, but 
you know, don't make a right, make well, a it left. Don't, it don't take your blessing away to be a good person, mm-hmm. yeah, or to be help help people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what I and what I love again, but you know, for the people that may watch us, your fans, or they don't know you, is that you know, off camera, you're very humble. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I've seen, but you though working. No, wait, let me talk about you. You working out. In a fur coat, I want to kick your ass. See, I'm That's humble, but I'm the most humble wait, bitch you ever gonna meet. I, I text law. I said, wait a minute. You, you, now you've gone too far. You are you are doing push ups and sit ups in a goddamn fur. But and they I was wouldn't doing curls any. with Birkin bags. They wouldn't expect like anything na- less. But my name is Luxury Law. Like, yeah, law. They wouldn't like, expect anything less. I came from shit. Like I grew yeah, up, right. you know, sleeping yeah. on dirty clothes bags with nothing in the house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like so now. But that's 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 just part of who I am. I'm I'm humble to a certain degree though, but I, I've earned all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And I don't think that this is the thing. People always think is is wrong to want to live in abundance, and it's not. Like it's nope. it's our God given right yeah, to yeah, live yeah, in yeah. abundance. And I buy the things that make me happy, and it's not mm-hmm. about the stuff. It's about the ability to acquire the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I was one. Buy ten Birkin bags and do whatever I can because I I earned it. You said ten Birkin bags. I didn't steal it from nobody. I didn't use anybody else's credit card. I worked for mine. You said ten Birkin bags. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's just. But that's part of my personality. I said you said ten Birkin bags. Ten. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm also from Chicago. That's part of my DNA. That's part of our culture. You know what I mean? Like. I was raised around you know, drug dealers and pimps. I be you know? wearing all this. I be wearing <laughs> the truth. I be it's wearing part of my culture. I be wearing all this Gucci now, but you know, the first thing I ever bought Gucci was him a pair of shoes after I met Beyonce because I just was just like <laughs> the gift he gave me that night it was you know you couldn't really mm-hmm. return that, but yeah. more so the energy in the room. They weren't playing no Beyonce music. It was all I think eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. and the vibe was there. The alcohol was free at the forty forty club, <laughs> and then and then uh, and, and crazy and everybody in the room. <laughs> You're funny. He did a Jay Z impression. That was funny. That was cute. You still curvy though, um, but the energy was amazing. And you know, I, I am at a point in my life right now where the energy has to be that. Mm-hmm. It's not about who's in the room; it's how does the room feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I'm. And if it don't I, feel real, yeah, I'm about, about chasing the bag. Yeah. But if the energy is like thrown, and I feel like I'm a, if I feel like it's gonna strip me of my character, I'm gonna become something. If I feel like I'm there and I'm not myself, then I don't, I don't do it. Mm. I'm at that point in life where I'm only doing things that I want to do. Me too. Man. Well, I have said, you know, I, when we started the show, I said one day I'm going to interview Beyonce. And people are like, ha, 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 y'all think I'm playing. I know where I'm going to go now. It's not going to be messy. It's going to definitely be on some Barbara Walters type shit. But I will say, do you know Danielle who works with Nick Cannon? Danielle yeah, Crawley. Crawley. She has Celine Dion tattooed on her wrist. Really? She, she I love Celine. <laughs> love Celine. I mean, love. So, I don't know how, if it ever, but I, I think she may have met her or something. I don't know if she's ever met her, but she, when I tell you, this is a black woman that believes she's Celine Dion. Yeah, she hood you, as hell. I, said, I don't understand. I, like, that I mean, woman, I, I mean, like, I, I, around the world, I have, she's everything. I've never saw somebody treated that way and adore. Like, I mean, we Beyonce is the, has the, the new, but I'm talking about like 100 year old women, like, <laughs> it's, it's so many like Mexican, but just like know, but she, she, it's just like I've never saw somebody be adored that way. Like yeah, she is every, truly every race. Every I mean, Celine Dion, yeah. she's just awesome. Her music, everything about her is just great. Yeah. I I love her. Well, I love her too, and Danielle will die if she ever meets her. So uh, I don't want to kill the girl, but if y'all ever just hanging out somewhere and she can pop up, let me know. <laughs> anyway, thank you both for coming on the thank show. You thank you. This is great. You. And uh, come on back uh, anytime. Sure. Melissa Ford is still out. We're wishing her a speedy recovery. Yes, I love you, Melissa. Get better, love. Okay, so for those of you looking and saying Jason must have kissed uh, a unicorn, <laughs> no, I just put on some Carmex and one of my favorite uh, 
lip balms to keep my lips moist. <laughs> Can I just tell you that I hate the word moist? I was somewhere the other day <laughs> having a meeting about a lot of money. And the woman uh, in there with the guy who helps me bring in the money started talking. And um, somehow the waitress came in and I had ordered ch- uh, chicken breasts. And she said, oh, I said, well, how, how is the chicken? You know? And she said, the chicken is amazing. It's, it's tender and moist. And the whole table looked at each other. And I said, yo, ma'am, I know you don't know me. But in the minds of everybody at this table, you just used a, an unsafe word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the word moist either. Ugh. It just sounds raunchy. Yeah, moist. Or maybe Ugh. just we have sick-ass minds. Yeah, that's true. So that's a beautiful blue cup. Hollywood Unlocked Blue over there. It's not one of our cups. What does it say, though? You're so happy you can shit rainbows. <laughs> it says, I'm so happy you can, <laughs> exactly. you can shit rainbows. So. This is the only mug we had in the kitchen <clears throat> mm. nice. of, the, of the office where we shoot this show. At. Nice rainbow. Thank you, man. So uh, what you been up to? Nothing, man. Just swinging and banging. Mm. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> Elaborate? Hey, man. I had some good new poom poom last night. Are we really going to go there already? This I'm is- sorry. You asked me what I've been up to. Okay, so you had poom poom. Oh, man. First of all, so can good. we stop objectifying women? I was, I just, I want women to be respected in these streets. Can we please stop objectifying our women? <laughs> I mean, does the poom, does the vagina have to be called poom poom? Uh, it's better than anything than coochie. Remember, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, no, definitely don't like that word either. All right, so. Nah, I so, just swinging and banging. So man. who was this girl? Man, I met her at Playhouse a few weeks ago, and my homegirl threw me on. And she was like, "Yo, my homegirl feeling you." I was like, "What's up? Where's she at?" I seen. Her, I was like, "Damn, she's a cutie pie." She like uh, Asian and white and like Spanish or something, and them long ass hair looking like a goddamn stallion. You know what I'm saying? So she came over and uh, we talked. Long story short, weeks went by, didn't talk, didn't text. One day I get in my DMs and just nothing but ass, busting it open pictures. And she said, I'll be back in town tomorrow. I'll let you know when I land. And I didn't think she was going to do it. She let me know when she was land, sent me that address, had that Uber up right there so goddamn fast. And you fast. went to her house. What? Did so, I go so in what, So what happened? So you knocked on the door. Yeah, I was like, yo, let me take a shower real quick. Took a shower, came out. We sat and talked about a good two hours, though, just conversating. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there in my towel because, you know, I don't want to take a shower and put my dirty drawers back on. Um, Cause I know it. <laughs> so we just said to talk. The fact that you admitted you had dirty draws on. Well, I you know what I mean. Like all day draws. Let me tell you something. I got on some polos right now <laughs> that smell like they came out of Jesus's basket. Okay, I'm My- talking about all day draws. Anyway, we were just okay. talking and she was just dope, man. And it was dope. And then you good. fucked her and you haven't called her since. No, I woke up, made her breakfast. Mm. Yeah. What'd you make? I mean, because there's a difference if you put a pop tart in the fucking. <laughs> Fucking toaster, <laughs> and you make eggs Benedict. I mean, what type of nigga I made are you? An omelet with potatoes. Mm, okay. Yeah, and, and then, then she went to work, and then I came to work. Oh, nice. So, well, well, that's great. What's her name? Uh, say my name. Say <laughs> my name. I am not saying her name. Okay. Well, she wasn't worth a shout out. Cool. So, <laughs> well, well, listen. I've been busy. Yesterday, I was on set with Jason Derulo. Jason um, Derulo. I have to tell you, I met his manager Frank, and I was so inspired by how they how they met. I mean, he was. He had told a story about how he met Jason. And, you know, Jason's such a big international superstar. People that in the U.S. that... What's funny? I thought you talked about yourself, my bad. Well, I'm a global <laughs> brand, but Jason Derulo is um, a major superstar. You know, it's so funny on set. Everybody kept saying, Jason, I ain't never heard my name said so much. They just weren't saying it to me. Uh-huh. But he's such a nice person. But we, we hung out. 
And uh, so we spent all day there yesterday. But this weekend, I was, you know, I have to say, people, you know, I appreciate all the comments that we get about the show um, and all the criticism. You know, I take it all in. But this past Sunday, (laughs) pause, (laughs) this past Sunday, I went to church. Now, I'm not the churchy guy, but there is a church in L.A. that not only do I want to endorse and people are going to say, oh, you shouldn't be talking about. Well, I'm talking about it because it's my show and I could do that. Um, Erica Campbell from Mary Mary has a church. They so fine. Her husband, Warren Campbell, is the pastor and the church is called uh, California Worship Center. And it's in a school in North Hollywood. And this is the thing. You don't have to be in a church to worship God. That's why I always say, I don't That's go true. to church. I worship at home. I was on Instagram live and I had, I caught the Holy Spirit on live. I had to hang up because those people would have really saw how much I love God. But anyway, I went to this church and the whole message was about mentorship and how people who want everything they want, want it right now and don't want to put in the work to get it and how people have to be submissive and subservient to mentorship and how the people who the mentor and the mentee has to be aligned in order to reach their goal. And I thought a lot about my, my staff, you know, I have a lot of younger people working for me. And I remember the ambition that I used to have when I was younger for this industry that I've lost, you know, I've, I take for granted a lot of things. I was sitting in church and I was just crying and I wasn't even crying. You know, there were people in there crying cause you could tell they're going through, they're some, going stuff. through some shit. Mm-hmm. A couple of them look worn out. I was like, Ooh, I know you going through something. <laughs> I know that prayer is because God said you only got one more prayer left. But then there were other people that were probably praying because they, you know, want something or whatever. But I was literally crying because I am so thankful for everything that I have. And I'm not even talking about possessions. It was tears of joy. Yeah, it was just like that. And then like acknowledging that we don't slow down enough to thank God for the things that we do have. You know, we really take for granted when Jennifer Lewis was here and she said, you know, the breath that we breathe every day. Just if we don't have that, we ain't got shit. That's true. So I was really grateful and I was thinking like, you know, I wake up every day full of ambition with, you know, I just started my festival uh, business. I just got that license and stuff. And then now, you know, I'm closing money and this show's gone to four shows and, you know, negotiating a talk show and all these different things. Wild and come going back. I just got my email to go back in October. So I'm looking at like all these blessings and I'm just like, I know that's God and I ain't stopped to thank him. So, I was overwhelmed with um, that. But what I love about that church, there's a lot of churches in the city. I've been to them. That church has, you feel the spirit in it. Like you feel, you just feel it. Like the whole church was running around the church. Oh, that's my type of church. So what I said for my birthday, I'm going to go to Mexico this week, this weekend. But next weekend, I want everybody to come with me to church. You know what? I think that's one of the dopest invites you've probably, get, probably that, given us. Isn't it? Though? And that's, I think that's one of the dopest invites you give somebody in general. But I'm inviting everybody. Keisha Cole. I'm inviting <laughs> every, I'm going through my phone. I'm going to invite my friends to come because just to just the experience, because if you could fellowship with the people that you really care about and just pay gratitude to that. And I'm not saying I'm going to be at the altar every Sunday because I'm not. I'm just not that guy. Mm. But I have invited Erica and Warren Campbell to come to our show. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, they oh, are. I would love that. They're annoying. We got to be super... A one Chris Pristine on that episode. <laughs> I'm not. I'm worried about you. Well, I, I, listen, I know when I. What did we just have here that here? you were looking at? Real sexual that Elise Neal or no Niecy Nash. Nash? I was not looking at her sexual. She I wanted to look at her. She and wanted I'm, to claw your eyes out. Get it clawed. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that invite to church is better than the invite I just got. What did you get invited to? This girl that I used to have relations with, relations with just. Randomly asked me to go to a funeral with her. <laughs> really? Yes. Whose funeral though? 
somebody's funeral that got shot and unfortunately passed away. And she was like, I don't want to go along because I know it's going to be a lot of bloods there. Well, I was like, well, you don't need to be there. <laughs> I called security. I, listen, she asked me, can I go to a funeral with her? Like, that's so random. You ever been at, invited to some? I took my senator with me to my, my, uh, my uh, cousin's funeral. You asked him to go? I asked her to go. Asked her to go? Yeah, because I was in the trenches doing the Trayvon Martin campaign, and she uh, was helping me, and I didn't have... I, my family was already there, but I was just like, hey, come with me, and she came. I have not been to a funeral. Oh, it was my grandmother's funeral. I'm sorry, my grandmother. I haven't been to a funeral in over 10 years. Yeah, I don't like funerals. My mother, when she passed away, my father came behind me. You know, I had to put the whole funeral together and get the preacher and all that, and it was just a lot of work, but... My father came and sat behind me and tapped me on my shoulder and said, what is your mother's last name? <laughs> I ain't never wanted to slap a nigga so bad. I'm like, bitch. My dad is like, you know, and he's old now. And, you know, when people get towards, you know, Going home heaven's door, mm -hmm. they want to recycle everything. Let's recycle this relationship. Let's just get along and hang out and you be my son. I'm like, nigga, I'm chasing the bag. Why do you ask you what was your mother's last name? Because he didn't know it. I'm sorry. No, it's really like <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's funny. it's really bad. But you know, hey, you know, God bless him. You know, we we don't talk for no reason of not talking. It's just I'm busy, and I try when I go home to set a family day. So like family day, we can all go to dinner. We can go play pool. We can sit around and talk. But I set family day, which is right. like a limited amount of time. Oh my god! At least you got. Some type of family access out here by but, myself. But I'm really excited. I um, also, just like I said earlier, launched my business. The Culture Carnival is the name of my festival. And I'm excited. You're going to get sued. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. From who? Migos. <laughs> Listen, the Migos got a culture album, but they ain't started the culture, okay? Love you, uh, Offset and everybody over there. But, no, I mean, I launched, I'm launching it now, and I'm putting it together, and I'm excited that it's going to come to